Hello, welcome to episode two of the Wide Open Podcast. Uh, I am your host, Jeffrey Garrison, and I am the owner of Settle for Excellence Services. And one huge thing I forgot to mention in episode one was the the man on the other side of this microphone. Um, I guess you would call him my producer, my co-host. Um, this is uh, Dan Zeller, he is one of my greatest friends in the world, and he is the one that makes this uh, podcast sound so good. And he is also the unofficial, official, um, whatever you want to call him, bartender of Wide Open Podcast. Um, outside of making sure the podcast sounds good, probably his greatest responsibility is making sure I stay very well hydrated throughout this um, 20 minute or so podcast. And this week he's making sure I stay hydrated with margaritas. Um, last week, I think it was, what was it called, it was Dan? The Godfather. The Godfather. And the Godfather, I'll let you explain. What What is a uh, it's Godfather? Super simple. It's my go-to though. It's just whiskey and amaretto. Whiskey and amaretto; those that those two things are a match made in heaven. And I think we actually had Old Forester. I can't remember the proof on it. Was it eighty six proof? Yeah. Old Forester and amaretto. Mm-hmm. Um, so this weekend's a little, or th- this this podcast this week is a little little more mellow with with the margaritas. But that's one of the the cool things that we decided to do with Wide Open Podcast. Dan and I both like. Um, getting together, especially during uh, basketball season and football season, watching the game and uh, having a special drink. And we decided that we would bring a little bit of that into a wide open podcast. So I just wanted to start off this episode and just give Dan um, as much thanks as I can give him through a microphone for the, the awesome job that, that he has done and will continue to do. Uh, with Wide Open Podcasts. So um, that's my um, introduction for this week. So we'll go ahead and get started for this week. thinking about starting a business the human nature the human brain immediately goes to profit and the money you can make starting a business that's why everybody wants to get into business right that's why everybody wants to own their own business right they want to go in business for themselves they want to be the person bringing home that profit check and much like myself, you think of something that you are good at or something that you think could add value to someone else's life, to someone else's business, and you tell yourself, man, I could just start doing this and someone would pay me for it and I could make way more money than the $20, $25, $15, 30 an hour that I'm making right now at, at my hourly job. There's one big problem with that. We as humans, as much as we like profit, we also like to negate or downplay 
the cost of making those profits. And that was one big thing that I did when I started um, SFE services. I thought I can charge X amount for my services. I can pay people Y amount, and then I will make Z amount. I thought it was that simple. It was a simple math equation. Why do I even, why did I even need to go to school when all businesses is a simple math equation? A minus B equals C. And I did not think of all the other costs that come along with starting a business. You've got legal fees. You've got payroll taxes. You've got work, workers' compensation uh, costs. You've got insurance. You've got the, the mental costs, the physical costs, all these other costs that no one ever thinks about, or at least I didn't think about starting a business. And so uh, for this episode, I, I want to take a deeper dive into kind of the, the ins and outs, um, the, the good and the bad of, of the steps I took when starting um, SFE services. So step number one, and I'm kind of going back and kind of telling myself, hey, what would I have done different? Um, step number one, what I didn't do, what I should have done was get a lawyer. And I don't mean someone to, you know, stand up for you and say you didn't shoot or kill somebody. I mean someone that you can sit down with and go through the ins and outs of what your idea is for your business, what your goals are, how many people are involved in your business, how much revenue are you expected to do? Is your business going to be just locally? Is it going to be nationwide? Is it going to be international? All of these questions that I did not think of when I first started out. Um, I went and I'll, I'll leave the website nameless. I just went and used a normal website and that worked for the first year or so of, of, of starting SFE services. But as the, the business grew, as different um, business ideas came to me, the little five-step process that I filled out online was no longer viable. Um, and one big thing I didn't take into consideration was the cost of a business lawyer. And I'll be honest, when it, when, when it comes to legal fees in the business world, they're not cheap. Um, I think my business lawyer, every time I send him an email, I think he charges in the neighborhood of 180 to $220 an hour. So if it takes him five minutes to read an email, you better believe he's going to charge me for five minutes. And at the beginning of this venture, I didn't think that um, was that important. But now looking looking back on it, I, I want someone who um, takes the legal side of business very seriously. Um, step number two, accounting. Holy moly. Let me tell you about business accounting. Actually, let me tell you about how to screw up business accounting. Step number one, find you an accountant that charges $150 a month to do the accounting for your business. That is how you will absolutely screw up your business. I hope everyone understands the sarcasm in that. And I hope everyone learns from my mistake in that. Now, was this accountant nice? Were they homely? Were they very easy to get along with, absolutely. 
Um, I'll be very honest. This, the name of this episode or the name of this podcast is Wide Open Podcast, and one of the big reasons for that is I want to be wide open about my struggles and my success with owning a business, and I'm going to be wide open about a struggle. Um, in the past six months, I've paid in the neighborhood of fifteen to twenty thousand dollars in past payroll taxes that I thought had been paid. Um, I'm not a millionaire. Um, I don't have fifteen to twenty thousand dollars at my disposal. Um, in addition to having to pay that money, I'd also just spent about twelve thousand dollars in buying equipment for the business. And at that time, I had plenty of uh, cash flow for that, and I was not thinking about a potential fifteen to twenty thousand dollars in taxes that I that I was responsible for. Um, the The previous, I'll call them the the previous accounting firm, um, was responsible for um, issuing my my payroll checks biweekly to my my, my employees, and they were responsible for taking money out of my business account to pay my payroll taxes and um, very unwise choice on my part. I did not stay in tune with that. Um, I thought everything was being handled as it, sh- as it should. Um, and I started getting notices from the IRS in the mail and I would tell this accountant, hey, I got this notice. And the response, and I should have called on, I know everybody's going to listen to this and say, Jeffrey, you're a freaking idiot. You're smarter than that. Yeah, trust me. Trust me. I know. Um, I would send these notices to my accountant and say, like, hey, here's the IRS saying I owe them, I don't know, $3,000, $6,000, whatever it may be. And the accountant would say, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, we, we've paid that. They're just, you know, the, the IRS runs behind and... Sometimes they'll send a notice and they haven't processed payments or whatever. And a young, stupid, naive business owner that, that I was at that time, I'm, okay, cool, sounds good. And so I'm thinking these taxes are paid and everything's caught up. And so I'm out here spending money on, you know, just investing capital into the business that should have been spent on, on taxes. And so long story short, uh, there finally came a point where... I just got too many notices, and I, I finally said, something something's up. So I went to a new accountant, and this accountant didn't charge $150 a month. They charge $150 an hour, and they, they do a lot of accounting for um, some of the professional athletes um, here in Indianapolis and a lot of, a lot of the larger businesses here, here in Indianapolis. And so I figured, hey, they're good enough for those guys. They'll be good enough for for my business. And the I've been with them now for four months. And the first four months essentially has been them backtracking my payroll taxes and getting everything caught up. And I want to be very clear: none of this was none of this was meant as this was not an effort of me trying to evade or get out of paying payroll taxes. If you know me, I'm someone I want to have everything paid up. I'd rather pay pay more. I'd rather pay retail and have it done with as opposed to trying to skip out on something. Um, this was simply a product of 
me not being a very smart business owner and not being in tune with the accounting uh, portion of my business. So I hope everyone listening learns a valuable, uh, learns a very valuable, a fifteen to twenty thousand dollar lesson on the importance of having a great business lawyer and a great business accountant. Now. Once you've gotten those two things squared away, you got the legal side of your business squared away and you've got the accounting side of of your business squared away. Those two things go hand in hand. Once you've got those two things squared away, now we can start thinking about how much money we're going to make, how much we're going to charge, so on and so forth. And this is this is where you can start thinking about your profit. This is where you can start thinking about if whether or not you actually have a viable business idea. Because for for a lot of you, you may get you may get to the point where you've paid your lawyer, you've paid your accountant, and there's not much left over. And we haven't even gotten to paying employees yet, which is one of the first costs everybody thinks about. I think it should be the third cost you think about. Um, so you've paid your lawyer, you've paid your accountant. Next up's employees, um, and employees are a very um, I don't want to say emotional subject for me or deep subject, but you can only go so far in your business by yourself. Um, if you're really wanting to grow um, a million dollar business, and in my case, a million dollar business in four years, you're going to have to hire employees. And one thing I did not realize when I was hiring employees was the the importance of hiring quality employees. Um, I simply, starting out, I, I the, some of my first employees were people that I knew, but eventually I got to the point where I needed to hire outside of the outside of those employees, and so I'd, I'd list um, job listings on uh, Indeed, ZipRecruiter, Recruit, whatever they may be, and the pool that I was picking from was very small. Um, there's a lot of people looking for $12 an hour at that time. This is this is pre-COVID. This is pre-employee um, uh, compensation spike period. If everybody knows kind of what's happened in the past, you know, six months to a year, the the average starting wage for employees has has, has risen greatly. Um, I did not. Re- I, I thought. Someone's applying for a job. I pay them a certain wage. They do the job, you know, 100%. They go home. That's not the case. Um, what I should have done was taken more time and really very much sought out the quality employee that I that I actually wanted as opposed to settling for the first or second employee that filled out an application. So, um Let's just say I did not settle for excellence when it came to hiring uh, my very early rounds uh, of employees. However, once you do get a strong, um, uh, a very secure base of employees, there's, there's for me, there's two things that you, you have to think of when it comes to, to your employee base is the compensation that, that you're paying them and the amount of value that you show them. Um, and, and what I mean by that is compensation. 
I'll be honest and all. Once again, wide open. I'll be very wide open. I start off every employee um, with SFE services at $20 an hour. Some people may be listening to this like, holy crap, I want to work there. Bring it on. Uh, <laughs> email me, Jeffrey, at SettleForExcellentServices.com with your uh, application. I'll, I'll, I'll gladly uh, give it a review. Um, but now, I don't have to pay employees $20 an hour. I chose to do that. Uh, and, and the reason I did that is one of my kind of staples of the, kind of my business thought are, are and always have been, Employees should never, ever have to ask for a raise. People say, well, people ask for raises all the time. Okay, now think about it. If an employee is asking you for a raise, what does that mean? To me, it means that employee is coming to you and saying, hey, boss, you do not value my work as much as I think you should value my work. And as an employer... I think that is one of the worst things an employee could ever say to you. Boss, you don't value me the, the way or the amount that I think I should be valued. And take a bigger setback. They're saying you don't value my work as a human being as much as I think my work as, as a human being should be valued. And for me, that is just a very very um, eye-opening thing to, to think about. Um, me personally, I tell, I tell, I tell um, the, my, the people that work for me all the time, I, I've never personally asked for a raise, um, but my boss is always, I felt like my boss has always valued the amount of the, the work that, that I gave them. Um, but there's so often, there's employees that leave jobs and go work somewhere else because they don't feel like they were getting paid enough. And I see so many businesses, especially now, struggling with hiring employees or they're, they're clo- these businesses are closing or they're, they're having reduced hours because employees have left because they weren't paid enough. Um, and I, I've always wanted to be on the opposite end of that spectrum. I've always wanted to, at the very minimum, pay my employees what they think they should get paid. Um, and really, I want to I want to pay my employees more than what they think they should get paid for the, for the job that they do. And so that's one of the big things. Now, it, it does it does it does cut into profit. Trust me, it it does. But I'm looking at the big picture now. Um, my business is smaller. Obviously, the 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 premium wage I pay is going to cut into that that profit more. But my hope is that I will retain those employees for a longer duration. And um, if you know anything about training employees, it sucks a lot of the times. You, you you spend two, three, four weeks trying to train an employee to get them up to, to a point to where they're self-sufficient. And there's a lot there's a lot of cost involved in training. So for me, if I can pay my employees that are trained and that do a great job, if I can pay them more than what they're expecting, that's going to save me money in, in the long run. So employee hiring and employee comp- and compensation are, are two big pieces of the puzzle that a lot of people overlook. They When they get to their employees and paying their employees, they think about the smallest amount possible they can pay them. Um, and 
I, I think that is a method to set your business up for failure. So those were probably the first three steps um, that I took when setting up SFE services, um, setting up my legal side, setting up the accounting side, and then uh, finally setting up the employee side. So the, the last little lesson I want to go over in this episode and kind of the, the life lesson just in general for starting a business is hard work. And what does hard work mean? Um, what does it mean to, to do hard work with intent? Um, I think in, in kind of the, especially the world I was brought up in, you were expected to just like work hard, work hard, work hard. What does that what does that mean for that? That can mean so many different things for so many different people. And what I've found is that hard work, especially in, in, in the business and landscape does not necessarily mean the, the hardest working person is not the person that sweats the most or is the, the most sore when they wake up in the morning or the person that has the least amount of sleep. And I think th- those are those are things I need to make very clear in this episode is a lot of times we're, we're kind of brainwashed with this idea. If you're starting a business, you need to be the person that um, had two hours of sleep and, you know, um, ran on Red Bull and coffee for 36 hours and did this and did that and just worked, 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 just like did, 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 did. That person, unfortunately, never steps back and thinks or works hard with intent. Think about this for a second. Think, think about a, a, a beaver. And this might be a funny example, but it's, it's, it's one that always comes to mind for me when I think about hard work. Why does a beaver do what it does? It doesn't know. It just wakes up every morning and it just says, I'm just, just going to go outside. I'm going to chew on a tree and I'm going to chop it down and I'm going to build a dam. And I'm going to do that over and over and over again. I guarantee you beavers are one of the hardest working animals in in the world, if I had to guess. I mean, what other animal do you know that goes out and chews trees and drags them into a lake or a pond? There's no other animal that does that. And a beaver just does it to do it. It doesn't know why it does it. It just does it. And I think a lot of people approach starting a business the way a beaver approaches waking up every day. They just get up and they just do they just go do something. They sweat really hard. They 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 do something like with a lot of like physical intensity, but they never step back and look and say, why in the heck am I doing this? If you don't give yourself time every day or every week to stop and think about why you're doing what you're doing, you need to. That was one of the things I was guilty of. I would go, I would work my day job during the day. I'd come home, I'd rest for a couple of hours. I'd do my side job at night from 10 p.m. till 4 or 5 a.m. And I'd get three, four or five hours of sleep, maybe on a, on a lucky day. And I'd do it all over again. And I never thought about why I was doing it. I was just doing it to do it. I never stepped back and said, where do I want this business to go? I was just thinking about the business like in the moment. 
I had my two or three accounts that I needed to take care of. And that was all I thought about. I never thought, I, I just thought about the, the at that time, probably the $50,000 in revenue I was doing. I didn't think about the million dollars in four years that I really wanted to do. Um, and you can't get to a million dollar business going out and working yourself to death every single day, every single night. You can't go out and make a million dollar business um, sacrificing uh, family time every single day. And that was something that, that I was doing. It was very much all work. And then whenever I'm done working, if that ever comes, I'll, I'll spend time with family. And I realized after about six months to a year of doing that, that that was not sustainable. That was not giving me time to think about my business. And it especially wasn't giving me time to think about my family and invest in my family. Um, and one of the key things that kind of changed inside of me that I needed to, to realize is that there is value in silence. There is value in sitting down by yourself, whether it be at home at a park, at a bar, having some lunch, having a beer, um, in your car, wherever it may be, there's value and silence in doing nothing. Those are the times where you think about where you want yourself personally and professionally to go. Those are the times you think about how you're going to get there. Those are the times you think about the amount of time you spend with your family. Those are the times you think about um, your your future career success. Um, and if you don't if you don't take time to be intentional about that silence, and all you think about is just the oh I'm a hard worker I'm 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 physically tough I can work a lot of hours during the day, but you don't know why you're working those hours. You don't have intent. You will very quickly burn yourself out. And you will be one of the statistics um, of, of, the, of another small business that did not succeed and, and that failed. And I just hope everyone listening, um, will, whether or not you're starting a business or not, that you will take time um, maybe every day or every week to think about where you're wanting to go personally and professionally and I think it will have a very large impact on you, um, your family, your friends, your coworkers. So that is kind of my words of wisdom for this week. So we will come back next week or in a couple of weeks and do episode three. So we'll catch you guys then. <laughs>